Welcome to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we are gathered by God to share the love of Jesus. Alleluia! Christ is still risen. On this sixth Sunday of Easter, we celebrate that Jesus brings peace to this troubled world. Here is this week's message from Pastor Adam Wiegand. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you hear that reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, where we see Jerusalem coming down out of heaven as a bride for Christ? It's talking about us. What an incredible promise is there in that chapter. Last week, when Pastor Fisher was with you, he unpacked that travel guide that God has in store for us, that he's taking us out of this world where we have trouble to one where trouble is banished forever. What an incredible promise God has given us. Also, did you hear about the gates of that city? There are gates on all four sides of the city, and they're made out of a single pearl, each of them. Can you imagine the size of the oyster that made a gate that big, a pearl that big for us? Ah, the problems of this world are going to be a thing of the past. Thanks be to God that we can hold on to that promise, because this world has plenty of trouble, does it not? Is there anyone in this church, anybody driving by on Lake Avenue or Nelson Avenue or anybody in Saratoga Springs that can say, I have lived a perfectly charmed life and I've never experienced the troubles of this world? Is there anyone? No. Has there been anyone in history that can say that? No. And the only person that could have said that decided to take our troubles upon himself so that our troubles... And the troubles from Adam and Eve to the last child ever born on this planet are his troubles. So much does he identify with us that he is willing to take upon himself all that drives us nuts. All that drives us away from him. All that drives a stake through our faith. All that drives us, he takes upon himself. And he takes the trouble and the turmoil and he takes it into his very body on the cross. In the men's breakfast, which this is the shameless commercial plug, if any of you are awake on Saturday morning at 7.30, they should come over to 120 West Avenue to the Saratoga Coffee House where you can meet Sabina and Marcus and join with a group of guys that have been together for a whole long time. We're looking into all kinds of things over the years, but right now we're looking into a book that C.S. Lewis, the greatest theologian apologist for the people of the 20th century, wrote called The Screwtape Letters. Have you heard of this book? It's a great book. It's an imaginary conversation between devils. We have one by the name of Screwtape. He is the senior devil. And his apprentice, Wormwood, the junior devil, who has patience. And by the way, patience would be you and me. The people that these devils are trying to tempt and trip up, and to make driven away from God, to bring about what Jesus said in John, 6, John 16 when he said, in this world you will have trouble. Some of that trouble, as I told the kids, is our own darn fault, right? We walk into trouble. Sometimes we sprint into trouble. We hug it up one side and down the other because we're human beings and we think we can handle it, but we can't. The troubles that this world that bring to us, that are brought to us through sin are deadly poison to us. And this book, Screwtape Letters, reminds us 
that what is at stake here is life and death level seriousness. It's either life with God in joy and peace forever, like we were talking about in Revelation 21, or eternal trouble where it never ends. So when we come to a spot in which we are experiencing trouble that we have brought upon us, or if we come to a spot where the world that's around us splashes some trouble on us, like you're sitting too close to the pool at SeaWorld in the Shamu splash zone, and it gets on you because the world is a broken place. Whenever that happens, we're in trouble. And where it comes out, where it, the rubber hits the road in our lives, C.S. Lewis anticipated in the introduction of this book. He said that there are two equal and opposite errors that we can fall into regarding devils. One is to pay them too much attention. And the other is to pay them not enough attention. If we're ignoring them, going through the world, like my mom said, fat, dumb, and happy, they can do whatever they want. They can have their way with us by disbelieving in them. Eh, that's all fairy tale stuff, good and evil, devil on my shoulder, angel on my shoulder. Or by thinking that we are strong enough to withstand their temptations, or even better, the things that you see on the back of a lot of biker jackets, you know, things like, you know, heaven doesn't want me and hell's afraid I'm going to take over. By coming with pride at this, they have access to our innermost being and can manipulate us and bring about trouble personal, familial, in our jobs, in our country. It is disgusting, the work that evil can wring out of our lives. On the other hand, if we pay too much attention to devils, all of a sudden they become the star of the show. They have our attention. They are able to lead us into things that otherwise we'd be aghast about only because we are focused on them, hyper-focused on them. And as Lewis said about devils, so I tell you today about troubles. There are two equal and opposite errors that we can fall into with regards to our troubles. We can pay them not enough attention. Kind of like the person that knows they've got some health problems but doesn't go to the doctor. Any of you know anybody like this? Oh, it'll go away. It's not that serious. I don't have to worry about this. It's really nothing. But trouble is real. Jesus promised that trouble is real. If we look at John 16, when he says, in this world you will have trouble, and we say, no, not me. We're making Jesus out to be a liar. It's the problem. But on the other hand, if we are paying too much attention to our troubles, if we, it's all we can focus on, if we can make a, mole, a mountain out of a molehill, or if we can snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory, like some of us are able to do through worry that strangles us, that wears us down, then we're making Jesus out to be a liar in the second part of this passage, where he says, take heart, 
I have overcome the world. We need to look through both eyes. We need to be able to see the troubles of this world and how real they are and how dangerous they are and how they can push us away from our dear Lord Jesus Christ and rob us of the future that he's promised for us. We have to keep that eye open. But we also have to keep the eye open and with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength believe what Jesus said, that he has overcome the world. But if he's overcome the world, how do we get that? My neighbor has a great riding mower tractor. I don't. Jesus has overcome. What about me? What about you? The answer is, of course you have. In the waters of holy baptism, our Lord Jesus dies in us and we die in him. In holy baptism, Christ rises in us and we rise in him. Where does Jesus live? In that distant Revelation 21 bride of Christ, New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven? Is that the only place that he is? No. What does Jesus say? Wherever two or three of you are gathered, I'm right there in your midst. And more than that, he's in each and every one of us. So if Jesus says, I have overcome the world, guess what? You have overcome the world. You have overcome the world. You have overcome the troubles. You are victorious over them because Christ is in you. St. Paul, the namesake of our church, says this so perfectly in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'd love for you to read with me how this sermon is going to come to an end today. Please read with me together. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Look at this incredible promise. This is how we can say things like, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor principalities, nor powers, nor rulers, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's keep our eyes on that prize. Let's say it one more time. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Say it of yourself as much as Jesus has said it of himself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, give you the peace that Jesus promises to know that he has overcome in you, and you overcome in him. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church, please visit spalutheran.org. 
God's blessings to you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.